Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. DJ Moore, good morning, DJ. How are you? I'm good. How are y'all? Doing well. A little disappointed with the outcome, obviously. You did not want this 0-2 start to happen. It was a game that you felt like near the end it was going to be a 93-yard drive and it was going to be a good a good and happy ending. So in the locker room, how would you describe the mood and how do you describe the way that you deal with this loss? Uh, the mood in the locker room was, shoot, everybody was down, you know, because we expected to win that game, but it, it in the last seconds of the game, we didn't get it done. So I feel like all the compounding like the two losses that we have, it, it's just boiling inside everybody that, that sometime it's going to burst and we're going to get a W. So I'm just looking forward to that. DJ, how much confidence did you have in the in the final two minutes and 24 seconds of the game when you guys are down three, Justin Fields has the ball, a chance to, to win the game. How good did you feel about your chances at that time and how disappointing was the, the Barrett pick six? I mean, I had a lot of confidence. I felt like we was going to go down and do do our thing and uh, either get a touchdown or a field goal to win the game. So uh, I had a lot of confidence going into it. So, DJ, last week, I'm sure that you may have gotten tired of hearing about how little you were targeted against the Packers. Whatever the case was, it seemed like there was a concerted effort to get you the ball immediately against the Bucks in that first drive. All looked fine, and you caught a couple passes. You did something with the run after the catch. It was really fun to watch. And overall, you had six catches for 104 yards. So personally, you had a very big day individually. What was the emphasis during the week, and how concerted was the effort to make you targeted more than you were against the Packers? Uh, I don't think it was like uh, a big emphasis, but we just knew when uh, when the time came, uh, the plays that was dialed up for me, we was going to connect on them, and uh, I had to just make them work when I got the ball in my hands. So I feel like we did that. We called the right plays at the right time, and um, that's all. That's all that really was. I don't think it was like a big like, oh, we got to get DJ the ball like back to back to back to back to back. So. Uh, yeah, that's how I felt. Did you say anything? Did you go to coaches and say, "Okay, yeah, two two targets"? It's a you know, I, I'm here for a bigger reason than that. Did you have to step forward and say anything? Oh no, I didn't really. I don't really. I didn't really have to say anything, and I don't really like like doing that anyway. So, uh, yeah, I didn't really say anything. DJ, I guess I'm being, I'll admit I'm being greedy here because you done that first drive, you did have plays of 33 yards and then the 31-yarder the on third and five, which which is a huge play. But then we don't see the significant plays again until that, that Chase Claypool touchdown drive. Is this is this what we're going to have to kind of get used to with, with teams taking you away for periods of the game just because defenses are going to key on you so much this year, like like they did last week when you even said that at times Justin Fields probably did, wasn't even able to see you? Uh, yeah, so uh, with that, we just got to go into the game, have a backup plan for teams uh, pushing the coverage over and things like that. 
to to me, and then just everybody else just going to work uh, like I know they are, and uh, just connected. Yeah, and, and I, yeah, no, and I know you're not here to call anybody out, but this this is DJ. It's got to be an opportunity for another, whether it's another receiver, whether it's for a tight end, somebody else on the offense to make plays when when you're not able to. And to be clear, you did have 104 yards worth of plays yesterday, but this is an opportunity for somebody else on that offense, isn't it? Yeah, it's big time uh, on the on, uh, for everybody that's away from the coverage that's being pushed to me. It's it's probably one on one matchups, and they should love that and uh, want want that and go go be the person that's covering them. The segment with DJ Moore is brought to you by the Illinois Department of Transportation. Road safety is not a game. Learn more at it's not a game dot com. So the Bucks were without Carlton Davis. You're probably very familiar with the Bucks cornerback from your years in the in the division. Todd Bowles, as you know, aggressive at least from the outside as a defensive coordinator, as a head coach, going to blitz and blitz and blitz. What did they do defensively to try to slow you down? And what did they do maybe to emphasize the fact that you were the biggest threat in the passing game for the Bears? Uh, they played off uh, quite a bit of the game, and uh, that was one thing that I noticed. Uh, they still did what they did uh, up front and, and with the linebackers by blitzing people and uh, bringing multiple uh, different looks and. That's really – they just played themselves and just played off. So, that was the, the big thing. DJ, what, what did you think about Chase Claypool's week and kind of making amends to the team and management and, you know, saying that that last week wasn't him and then going out there in this game and having the, the 20-yard touchdown? What do you think about this whole kind of crazy road that Chase Claypool has been on over the last couple of weeks? Uh, well, Chase is locked in. He's locked in. Uh so this week he had a, a locked-in practice, and uh, he got rewarded with a touchdown at the end of it. So I'm happy for him. Much was made before the game. There were national reports about Chase Claypool addressed teammates, apologized for his lack of effort or whatever it was he apologized for. Can you describe those conversations and what role you as a leader on this team played in maybe getting him through that tough spot? Uh, I didn't really talk to him about his effort and his play. I just told him, like, in the moment, I was like, man, you got to let it go. Uh, we didn't win this game, but next week you just got to come back and play harder and uh, show that you belong here and want to make plays for this team and uh, do the best you can. DJ, what what role do you play when it comes to, to Justin Fields? And we know that every quarterback, if you you know look deeply at the films we were talking to Olin Krutz about earlier, you're going to find plays that were left on the field. But if there are times on the field where you feel like you were open or there's an adjustment you can make, you go back to the huddle or on the sideline and say – hey, you know, after the play is done, I was open on this play, and here's what you could do to get it to me, and here's how you can trust me. Um, No. Uh, we all got the little, uh, what's this, the tablets on the sideline, so we all in communication on, on uh, what happened that pass drive or uh, what didn't happen. So we just got to, we just go on there, look at it, we talk about it, we come up with the next drive plan and uh, attack it from there. DJ, it was 88 degrees at kickoff, I believe, in Tampa on Sunday. 71% humidity. Jaquan Brisker had, I think, dehydration, according to the broadcast report. How difficult were the elements? Or having played there before, were you expecting that and used to it? I was expecting it and used to it. So uh, every time I came off the sideline, I had a cold uh, 
uh, ice towel uh, over my head, so I, w- I was prepared for it. So it, it really wasn't a big factor. Hi, you've been around for a little bit now, DJ, an 0-2 start in the NFL, and you know that this can look from a, a fan's perspective and maybe from even what we do here on the radio, 0-2 almost feels devastating. But can you put it into perspective even with having to go to Kansas City next week? Uh, you never want to start on two, but for the start that we have and the improvements that we made, uh, shoot, I'm I'm proud of them. Uh, the improvement from week one to week two, so I'm looking forward to week three and what it holds. Well, what improvements did you see from week one to week two? Uh, just more confidence and uh, just more like energy and uh, effort starting to starting the game and going out and just executing. I want you to take us inside the mind or maybe the persona of a number one wide receiver, and I want to ask you about Mike Evans for a moment because. There was a play yesterday. He had a big day, and it came at a bad time for the Bears. But the 70-yard reception, it appeared to the untrained eye, DJ, or from the TV audience that he pushed off in a big way, like an NBA player making room like LeBron James creating separation and then taking his shot. Do, do wide receivers who have reached a certain level of respect in the league, guys like yourself, get the benefit of the doubt in that situation, or the, should there have been a flag there? Uh, established guys, yes, they get a little more leeway with some of the things. Uh, I think it should have been called because it, I don't, I don't want to say our, uh, I forgot who was covering him, but it was, uh, he had, it was a rookie. I think it was Stevenson. Yep. It was for Stevenson, uh, a little bit and he got off balance. So I think it should have been called. <laughs> Is there a part of you too that, uh, I don't know if appreciates is the right word, but kind of like, huh, let, let me see if I could get away with Because you guys are always trying to get away with something, right? Yeah, you try to get away with the little uh, the little uh, nicks of the game so <laughs> and uh, get yourself open. A couple more minutes here with DJ Moore on the Mullen Haw Show with Mark Grody in for Mully. So, obviously, DJ, in Chicago, it's going to be a week-long conversation on Justin Fields and where he at, is at in terms of development. And, obviously, his confidence is a huge thing. As a veteran, as a leader and a captain, do you worry about that? Will you take any any measures this week to make sure that his head is in the right place as he prepares to go into another tough environment? Uh, yeah, I'm going to always make sure uh, my QB is uh, good and prepared for the week and uh, knowing that he can trust the guys that's out there and uh, throughout the week. Uh, if he wants anything extra, we want to do it. If he Want to sit down and watch film extra, we're going to do it just so he could be ready. Would you like to see him blast off a little bit more, as in run the football, which was an incredibly successful formula for him last year? Would you like to see some of that? Uh, if, it, if it calls for it, yeah, but I, you never want to see a quarterback get, uh, take some unnecessary hits. Yeah, because that, I mean, is it, ultimately something like that is. It, would it be fair to say that that's just not sustainable? That as great as Justin Fields was last year, that to your point, you don't want the guy taken off because that just it takes so it is maximum effort if you're running an offense where the quarterback is the top rusher. Yeah, it takes a toll. Uh, they might not say it, but I know it takes a toll on everybody. So, DJ, uh, as a former Panther, are you curious to take a peek tonight on Monday Night Football? You still have friends, I'm sure you're following. What's going on down in Carolina? How interested are you in what happens tonight? Uh, I, I don't really care what happened, uh, but I'll probably watch the game because that's be the only thing that's on. So, <laughs> but uh, I don't really care. You have any experience at Arrowhead? 
that's a that's one of the toughest places in the NFL. They say to play silent counts going to be another thing that probably you're going to have to be a reality. How how tough is that challenge? Uh, I have played at Arrowhead I, uh, one one time, and it was pretty loud. And uh, yeah, it came. I think when we played, it came down to the wire. So it was a, a great environment, but it was definitely loud. So before we let you go, it's a tough week in Chicago. The Bears are 0-2. The challenge uh, of avoiding 0-3 is immense because it's defending Super Bowl champions. If you had to talk to Bears fans, people who will come up to you during the week or ask you for, hey, any signs of hope here, what would you say to them? I'd be like, hell yeah. We, I know it's only two weeks into the season, but we got what, shoot, a long Long season and plus some because I plan on making uh, the playoffs with, with the Bears. DJ, thank you so much for your time this morning. Good luck this week in Kansas City. Really uh, enjoy our conversation. Look forward to talking next week at 8 o'clock. All right, thank you. DJ Moore, the Bears' number one wide receiver, predicting a playoff I like appearance. that. That's a strong finish His confidence, un- unwavering confidence. Yeah, there. But I've, you would expect that from a number one wide receiver, an accomplished it. guy. He's got to be, you know, we talk about bringing the juice or the energy. You want somebody like that 